Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood and welcome to Faith and Family. We're in a special series talking about marijuana. And today we're gonna be talking about the spiritual effects of using marijuana. We've looked at a lot of different facets of the question of marijuana. Recreational use, when it becomes legal, if it's legal, then is it moral? A third of practicing Catholics say yes, although St. John Paul II, along with the Catechism of the Catholic Church, they say no, it's always illicit. And the Pontifical Council of the Family followed up and says it's irresponsible to consider cannabis in some type of trivial way to think of it as a soft drug. We looked at some of the positive therapeutic uses of the marijuana plant, and I think there are some to be considered. We looked at the dangers from driving while stoned while on marijuana. That Australian study found that any amount of THC, that's the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana, any amount in the blood following an accident, there is a twofold increase in the likelihood of getting into a fatal car accident. But today we're going to do something different. We're going to be talking about the spiritual effects of smoking pot. Believe it or not, I have been collecting research on marijuana for about a third of a century. And what I'm going to be talking about today, I found that very few Christians seem to be aware of it. A lot of the information I've shared so far is widely available in various books, articles on the internet and such, and yet just a handful of folks seem to be aware of the spiritual effects of smoking pot. So let's get right into it. You may or may not know that for centuries, cannabis has been recognized for its ability to turn on the third eye. Uh, it's, wait a second, I thought I had two. Well, have you ever seen pictures in National Geographic or on TV, uh, a person from India or a Hindu have a dot painted on their forehead? Well, that's a symbol of the third eye. And if you simply go to a Google Dictionary and say, what, what's a third eye? They would say this, it's the locus of occult power and wisdom in the forehead of a deity. And when you see statues of various gods and goddesses, uh, the statues very frequently used in Eastern religions, this is what it's talking about and its ability, because the occult is the, is the ability to penetrate into the spiritual realm in a way forbidden by God and it's controlled by the demonic. So this is a pretty serious thing. And it's referred to as, so to speak, the mystical eye, the invisible eye that grants perception beyond ordinary eyesight. Um, and what this is connected with is the pineal gland, which is a, a tiny gland located in the center of your brain. And this is straight from 420 Magazine, 
I don't know if you know, 420 is a big buzzword among, amongst potheads. And the 420 magazine is a pro-pot publication. So what I'm going to just share with you, this is going to be very, very brief, but what I'm going to share with you comes from the pro-pot people. This isn't somebody trying to say don't smoke pot. This is people for the legalization of pot, promoting the recreational use and growth of pot and everything else. And this is what they say. Listen very carefully. The pineal gland is the key to cannabis-induced psychedelic enlightenment. I'm going to say that one more time. The pineal gland is the key to cannabis-induced psychedelic enlightenment. Now, the vast, vast majority of pot smokers are completely unaware of this claim by a leading pro-pot publication. They think, ah, I'm just having a joint or two before I go see the Star Wars movie or a concert or watching something on TV or just to relax, and that's it. And yet, they're unaware that many people today in the pro-pot group, like the 420 Magazine, as well as religious groups, Eastern religious groups, have for centuries been aware that the third eye can be opened through certain things. And I'm just going to mention a few of them. Non-Christian meditation, yoga, Eastern mysticism, and the psychedelic use of drugs. Now, unfortunately, we're living in a world that has such a low level of Christian vitality and spirituality that people who would call themselves uh, uh, Christians, even committed Christians, are doing things that have been designed in religions to open the occult eye, the third eye, and they're completely unaware of it because their level of spiritual discernment and awareness is so low, they're being very subtly, very quietly brought into an enlightenment from the dark side. The New Agers, they're part of this too, they recognize that the pineal gland is the top of the, what shall I say, the uh, the pathways to enlightenment. And what it is, is the serpentine energy moves up the spine. This is part of your meditation, part of your yoga, and this is also uh, what psychedelic drugs will do. The serpentine energy moves up until it hits the pineal gland and then your enlightenment. Just think of this. It's the serpentine energy. It's called the snake energy is moving up the spine. And once you hit this enlightenment, you experience a radical switch in consciousness. Now, pot isn't um, going to, for most people, be like a stick of dynamite going off. In fact, I read an article yesterday by a person who's a longtime pot smoker, advocates it for other people. He says he was just recreationally using pot to relax and all this. And then all of a sudden, he had one of these enlightening experiences. So basically, what is happening is that through these various Eastern religious practices, New Age practices, uh, yoga practices, 
and drug practices, the mind light in the forehead leads to an enlightenment, an occult enlightenment. I'd like you to listen to two verses from Jesus warning about an enlightenment that's false. You see, the danger, again, we have such a low level of appreciation in in churches, and I'm talking about Protestant and Catholic at this point, of the true light that can come from Christ that we tend to think that any enlightenment has to be good. If it's spiritual of any type, it has to be good. No, there's a false religious experience that imitates the true and the good. Again, let's go right back now to the words of Jesus. Matthew chapter 6, verse 23. But if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. In other words, we're talking about enlightenment here. But if it's not sound, your whole person is going to be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Now, wait a second. Let's say that again. If the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? So you see, there's a type of an enlightenment that can be in you that can lead to a profound darkness an eclipse of God. How can that be? Well, St. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 14, no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So you see, there's two paths to enlightenment. I was in the middle of this. This is kind of why I know about this. I was pursuing the light that was actually darkness. I was being deceived. I was trying to reach a state of enlightenment. By God's grace, I found John chapter 8 and verse 12, where Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You see, enlightenment doesn't come from Eastern religions. Enlightenment doesn't come from in-depth yoga practices. Enlightenment doesn't come from the New Age movement. Enlightenment doesn't come from psychedelic experiences. True enlightenment comes from Jesus Christ and him alone. And if you're pursuing enlightenment through another means, you are really opening yourself up to darkness. Listen again. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Oh, that's just a verse you pulled out from nowhere. Well, let's go to Luke then. Luke chapter 11, verse 35. Jesus Christ speaking. Therefore, be careful lest the light in you be darkness. And if you want something that's being sold to the modern world, And this is ever since the drug stuff of the 60s. It's never gone away. All the new age stuff, all the meditation stuff, all the the phony baloney stuff. I want to be spiritual but not religious. Therefore, be careful lest the light in you be darkness. Now, I want to be quite upfront about this. I am not saying 
that uh, marijuana has the equal effect, hallucinogenic effect of something like mescaline and LSD. It's not nearly as powerful. But for that reason, I believe it's far more deceptive and dangerous. Now, wait, 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 wait. Why can you say that? Wouldn't you say that mescaline and LSD are far more dangerous? Well, I mean, they are very dangerous, and don't get me wrong, and I'm not trying to minimize the danger coming from those experiences. But with marijuana, it's far more subtle. It's not quite as immediate and powerful, and you're not aware of it. So here is something that people are doing. Basically, they're laughing about. They're having so much fun doing it, but they don't realizing they're opening the door to the dark light, and they're not the least bit aware of what's happening. And we're talking about millions of people spreading through the world, the free world. Do you ever hear of the uh, very popular rock group, The Doors, Jim Morrison, the leader of the group? Do you ever wonder where the name The Doors came from? I never bothered to look into it until this week. Well, Jim Morrison, got the title of his rock group, The Doors, from Aldous Huxley's book on mescaline, which was entitled The Doors of Perception. In other words, Huxley experimented with mescaline, and he realized that the hallucinating drug opened the door of perception. Uh, this is what the Eastern religions call the third eye. This is what the occult practices uh, have, the New Age movement has. And Huxley called his mescaline trip a sacramental vision because he was having what he thought was a godlike spiritual experience, but the doors of perception through mescaline, that's entering the wrong door. Jesus says he is the door through which the sheep enter to find a true light. You go through the doors of perception. You go through the doors of psychedelic drugs, and you end up with the occult, and you don't have any idea about it. So the doors got their name from Huxley's book, The Doors of Perception. Where did Huxley get the idea for the doors of perception from? Well, he got his title from a portion of a book by William Blake, and Blake described this cosmic conscious experience as the marriage of heaven and hell. It's all is one, and it's the true vision of cosmic consciousness. This will actually be part of the Catechism of the Antichrist. All is one, all is God, you're part of the all is oneness, you're part of the Godhead, you are divine. And hence, we have the religion of the Antichrist through rock and roll, drugs, Huxley, modern New Age, everything. Now, I mentioned to you at the beginning of this broadcast that very few Christians, in my experience, and again, I'm not the world's expert on this, but I have a a file drawer that I've been dropping research in for a third of a century, and very few seem to be perceptive as far as what's going on spiritually with this. 
And one of the best books that I've come across highlighting this is entitled Youth of the Apocalypse. It's by two uh, young Orthodox men, John Marler and Andrew Wormuth, Youth of the Apocalypse. And I just checked on Amazon, and unfortunately, it's like $55 or more. And I was a little discouraged, and the two authors are wanting to update the book in the next year or so uh, for changes that have happened since they initially published it. And I found out, well, a PDF of this book that I'm looking at right now is available for free on the internet. So just Google Youth of the Apocalypse. You'll see a few entries, but look for the entry that has a PDF with it, and you will get to what I'm talking about now, starting in page 24. This fallen attempt of mankind to fulfill the innate desires of the human soul through the use of drugs exposes the condition of the soul of contemporary man. The end of seeking spiritual fulfillment through the use of drugs is the death of the soul. The soul requires truth to live, but in these perilous times, truth is hard to come by. The enemy of truth is selling the lie of drugs in its place. The youth of the modern age is a hungry generation that will eat whatever is given. It is clear that under the influence of drugs, the user, experimenter, or addict enters a realm in which lie hidden factors that cannot be foreseen before taking the drug. The delusion of drugs is a cunning one. At first, the user is filled with a new knowledge and a promise of a new world. Yet what becomes of this knowledge? The answer is simply nothing. Man is seeking through drugs a dream in which he chases a shadow. The end of it all is an illusion that passes away, leaving the seeker in desolation. Again, that's from The Youth of the Apocalypse, uh, pages 24 through 27, and again, that a PDF is available on that in the internet. Now let's go to, <laughs> what should I say, uh, DEFCON level talking about marijuana here. And by the way, this broadcast is by far the most important in the series on marijuana. Let me read to you a portion of one verse from the book of Revelation, chapter 18 and verse 23. It says, talking about Babylon the Great, and Babylon is a whore. It's a world system, religious, political, and economic, and deceptively immoral, enticing through all kinds of sinful things to lead the world into an eternity of perdition. And talking about Babylon, it says in verse 23 of Revelation 18, all nations were deceived by thy sorcery. When you say, Steve, look, just smoking a little pot, just doing little drugs here and there on the side and everything else. I'm, I'm not doing any hocus pocus sorcery. Well, 
the Greek word here for sorcery is pharmakia. It's the Greek word we get the English word pharmacy from. And the sorcery that it is talking about is using drugs to conduct magic, having magic potions, using drugs. And part of the use of drugs, obviously, is magic and the occult is to get to the other side, to get to the enlightenment that you may not have in everyday life. All nations were deceived by thy sorcery. Now, remember, a deception to take place, and this is why I shared why I thought marijuana could be more deceptive than LSD or mescaline, because you take LSD or mescaline, it's like a stick of dynamite going off. You know you're having a hallucinogenic experience. Most pot smokers are completely unaware of this you see. And so its deceptive quality is greater because you're doing something that's very subtly bringing about an experience that you're not even really conscious of. But that Revelation chapter 18 says that Babylon, all nations were deceived by thy sorcery, the pharmacy, the pharmakia. Revelation chapter 22, the good news starting in verse 14. This is the last last thing the Bible says, the whole Bible. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they might have a right to the tree of life, that they may enter the city by the gates. The city is the new Jerusalem. This is eternal life. Blessed are those who have their sins washed and forgiven by baptism, confession for sins committed, serious sins committed after baptism. It's wonderful. But verse 15, Book of Revelation is very realistic. Outside are the dogs and the sorcerers and fornicators and murderers and idolaters and everyone who lives and practices falsehood. That's that word, pharmakia again, or pharmacy, sorcerers, along with fornicators and murderers outside the new Jerusalem. Am I saying that everybody who, you know, smokes a marijuana joint is going to be outside? No, I'm not necessarily saying that. But for the many who are celebrating the widespread recreational use of pot, they have no idea regarding the door they're opening to their lives. No idea. And unfortunately, you know, you really should have enough discernment from the Holy Spirit when something like this comes your way that kind of wakes you up to see what's happening. But no, no, this is something that can lead to eternity in hell. Really? Well, that's the book of Revelation. It's highly symbolic. Okay, well, let's go to one of St. Paul's epistles. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19 says, the works of the flesh are plain fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery again. It's the same Greek word that we get the English word pharmacy. Revelation 18.23, Revelation 22.14, Galatians 5.19. If you really want to add it up, there's another one in Revelation 9. This is a serious thing. And through the seeking of pleasure, opening up a spiritual door that many have been aware of, for literally centuries. 
The promoters of the legalization of pot are aware of this, but most pot smokers are not. And so what we really need as a solution is, if you remember the fellows that I just read in The Youth of the Apocalypse, it's really seeking truth. It's really seeking spiritual life. And this is a deceptive end. This is a counterfeit that will lead to a profound emptiness of life. And the solution is a vibrant, vibrant Christian life. And I'm down to just a couple minutes left in this broadcast. If I could just point you in a direction, because the 21st century to me is a century where the full-on assault has now been unleashed in our world and particularly on our youth. And I have a CD entitled Transforming Grace, which is a series of six broadcasts to try to show how you can have the strong personal attachment to Christ, which is a necessity for the world that we are living in. It's also the thirst, because really what's happening now As St. Paul said, in the last days, there will come times of stress, and people will become lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. God can bring great joy and pleasure to one's life, but it's not like a quickie, you know, eating a marijuana brownie or smoking a joint. No, they're holding the form of religion but denying the power of it. So the solution is to have the heart full of the Holy Spirit, the heart full of the love for God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And not to just, if you're a Catholic, go sit on a pew like you're a bench warmer in a baseball game and not playing. No, you want to engage your faith. You want to live your faith. And if you're smoking pot as a way to just find some kind of meaning in life, it's a dead end. It's a real dead end. And it's one of the amusements of the modern world. Take your eye off the ball. Uh, Get your eye off of Jesus, off of his kingdom, off of his church, off of his sacraments, off of the word of God, and offer you the illusion of smoke in its place. It is a dead, dead end. You've been listening to episode 187 of Faith and Family Radio. I'm Steve Wood, your host, who is enjoying life with Christ and without pot. God bless you. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org to order copies of Faith and Family broadcasts and to learn more about Catholic family life.